Is sometimes dead better? When it comes to this franchise, yes. Ooh. <laughs> fran- I don't know if it's quite a franchise. Two yet. films Sorry, equals franchise. Man. Don't mean to blow up my mic right away, but damn, that's <laughs> one in a remake though, and a book. Does that count a franchise? What, what qualifies a franchise? Multiple movies. I think a book and two movies is pretty much a franchise. Well, you can't count the second movie, though. Of course you can. We're, about, we're just talking about it right now. Yeah, but it wasn't a franchise before they did this. Okay, well, now it is, though. Oh, boy. The semantics of the franchise. <laughs> it will be broken down in this episode. This story, this plot, this whatever, this work by Stephen King. There is a Stephen King cinematic universe, so to speak. In the, I think in the books, every, all the books are connected. Yes. Uh, dark tower dark stuff, tower yeah. stuff yeah and like so like it and pet cemetery and all these things that's why they all take place in like one yeah, town. yeah. so see it's part of the greater dark tower franchise there you go <laughs> okay well anyway is sometimes dead better yes i don't know that i'd want to come back as a zombie that doesn't seem enjoyable i'm gonna say dead is always better oh well you're not dead right now it might be better <laughs> you don't know nobody knows what's after this <laughs> Everybody thinks they know. They like to okay. mask well, their fear. Now. They okay. believe in things to mask their fear of the unknown and death. Well, yeah. So how do we know dead isn't better? You were dead for thousands of thousands of years, <laughs> billions of and years. And I can't remember any of it, so maybe it's fine. Leroy? Uh, By I the way, say, Leroy's here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on how you cut edit this, they won't know. <laughs> they will know now. Uh, yeah, sure. Dead sometimes. There's some terrible people out there when they're dead. Who gives a shit? So yeah, dead's better sometimes. Other times, you know, if we're talking the the rules of this movie, rules of the pet cemetery, uh, probably it's just good to stay dead. If there's like some bend to the rules, which is in the book, I think the guy, his argument for burying people and over and over again, he has rules that he's trying to run by. And of right. They, they yeah, but he just like them. makes them up though. He's yeah. making up his own rules. And- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll say dead is definitely better. Maybe dead isn't better. It's just different. Oh, that's the compromise position. (laughs) All right, United Nations over here. How deep you guys want to get? (laughs) Garrett, your thoughts on death? Don't give a shit. Okay. (laughs) Well, all right then. Let's just get going. Why don't we? That's that's better. Hey, all you creatures of cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again, joined by Garrett, John, and this time, Leroy. Hello, well, what? Leroy. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> we just went to the same movie and we dragged you back with us. Yeah, that's right. I was sitting directly behind y'all. Uh, it was great, just looking at the top of y'all's heads. Cool. For, for... Was it distracting you from the movie, <laughs> just looking at the back of Garrett's head? Wait, was that one of your friends that said, that looks healthy, when the Ma trailer <laughs> yes. played? I was like, oh my God, whoever that dude is needs to just... <laughs> Yes, that was actually my friend, Tad. Okay. Uh, shout out to Tad. He's never going to hear this, so I'm going to shout him out anyways. Good. Tad, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, it's definitely a rainy day today. And all like apologies to Tad. He never goes to the theater ever, so, you know. That's fine. He goes out rarely. I'm not really that concerned with what Tad's feelings were, I was just saying. I'll put him back in the basement. Then. Uh, it was a rainy day, so we all went to the theater. And watch the new Pet Cemetery. Those were ir- like unconnected things. You shut up. We were going to the theater anyway. <laughs> nice atmosphere. We know. planned it because it was raining. I called yeah. you up individually. It's like, hey guys, let's go see a movie. Uh, okay. What about that Shazam? And you're like, no. How about we talk about something yeah. relevant to the podcast? It's grainy. It's it's rainy and dark. You know. Yeah, yeah. It worked it's out. Film. Yeah. Totally. That's how we do things. 
Well, what have you guys been up to since last time? I've been doing a whole lot of going back and watching horror movies from the 50s and 60s. And uh, we talked a bit about this in our uh, group text, but man, they are bad in general. I think I'm about to hurt Leroy's feelings, but (laughs) as a, as a rule, I've run into more bad ones than good ones. That's Uh, fair. And (laughs) movies like the screaming skull. Yeah. You know, Uh, things like that. Breaking my heart. And um, (laughs) I don't think I've seen that one, but the screaming skull sounds like a movie that's like, "Mm, probably going to be more bad than good. It's been on mystery science theater. So it's one of those. But a lot of these tend to have been there. You know, it's just cool to see where horror came from though. And it is interesting to see like you can draw you know a line like okay here's obviously how you know this transformed into what we have today but man people back then were scared of everything <laughs> it's a good history lesson yeah plus we we're all scared of being bombed by russia the atomic yes. age Ooh. are you talking about back then or now back then yeah. and now yeah. <laughs> it's still relevant yeah I guess. yeah so that's been uh keeping me busy that's interesting. Fun fact as an aside to your Mystery Science Theater thing, I had actually not seen Mystery Science Theater until like two years ago. Wow. wow. Welcome to the club. So whatever. Like it was, it was <laughs> one of those things like uh, growing up in Austin, I had access to those movies pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. So I just watched those movies. Um, so it became a thing where like now when I watch, when I finally watched Mystery Science Theater, I was like, I just want to watch the movie. I know <laughs> it's a bad movie. That's why I'm watching it. I don't need commentary from nerds. Uh, no offense to people who like Mystery Science Theater. I get why people like it, especially like if you grew up in a place where that's the only way you can see those movies. But it's just as a fun aside, like I hadn't seen it until recently. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Leroy's last appearance on the podcast. Yeah, I know. I don't think I the movies are what's Mark drawing is so people. furious no. right now. He's so red. Do I need to show you my Joel <laughs> tattoo? Anyway. I don't um, need to see your taint today. <laughs> well, okay. Garrett, you got anything? Mark, I yield my time to you. Okay, that's fair. I got some things. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I did watch the first episode of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah, I watched that too. I thought it was all right. Yeah, yeah. in fact, it was so good, I forgot that I watched it until you just <laughs> mentioned it. Uh, no, I think it's it's starting off at a good space. I think they got a lot of places yeah. they could go with it. It's going to be interesting. Uh, episode two has Adam Scott in it. Woo! Is, but, it, is oh it original God. stories or is that retellings of the old ones? I want to say maybe a blending of both, actually. I've I heard some stories this about one, retellings. I think the comedian was new. I don't remember having seen it before. The Adam Scott one is the William Shatner one, Tara. 20,000 feet. Now it's terror at 30,000 feet. Oh, on the plane? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So Adam Scott story. is William Shatner in yeah. the Twilight. The comedian's Because the, the movie, story? wasn't that John Lithgow no, 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 in the, the movie? terror at 30,000 oh, yeah, yeah. feet is a Did that story? Yeah, that one so. messed me up. Yeah. I, the only problem with this series is it's behind a paywall of CBS All Access, so there's yeah. a good chance I won't watch any more of it. The first episode is on YouTube, though, for free. Correct. And yeah. I was curious, because you, you said it, the... Is it like an hour long series? Mm-hmm. Is it two? Okay. Yeah, like 55 minutes on that first episode. Yeah. Okay. I saw that and I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of Twilight Zone. It's 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 a good episode. It felt like the Twilight Zone, but it also felt like the Twilight Zone in the sense that I hope that they're not trying to make it too much like the 50s and 60s, right. you know, or I guess it was the 60s. But anyway, they need to add, you know, we're living in a world with like Black Mirror now and Donald Trump is president. So <laughs> they're going to have to really step their game yeah, up you, to make it weird. I will add, um, as like, have you all seen the Twilight Zone movie? The yeah, one in the 80s. Yeah, right? we were just talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cause like no. John Lithgow, John Lithgow's in that too. Yeah. yeah. The terror 20,000 feet. Yeah. They just got to keep going back to that well. Yeah. John Lithgow. Gremlins John on the Lithgow. plane. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, oh, that's classic, right? They're going to do that one. They'll do the one about the kid who can do wishes and dance and everyone's in one because Annabelle's so right. popular, so yeah, they'll hit all the Tina or whatever. <laughs> It'll be very interesting to see if they do, you know, some of the deeper cut ones. So 
I will say that I had to pause whenever Jordan Peele came out and started talking. I was like, this feels like a Key and Peele sketch. <laughs> I was like, I, yeah. I, I can't quite take you seriously enough because of all the comedy you've done. It so I'm like, you're doing a bit. You feel like yeah. you're doing a bit. But I don't know. He did well. His cadence it. was yeah, good. And, sure. But I agree. It was like, when's the funny part coming? <laughs> <laughs> uh, first episode, like Leroy said, up on YouTube. You can check that out if you want to watch the rest. It's on CBS All Access. Um, CBS All Access, by the way, is very lame. And they still release things weekly. So don't expect to no. binge it until it is done. Uh, no. But then you can get a seven-day free trial and watch them all. So wait Pro for tip. Yeah, wait for everything to drop <laughs> and then watch it all and cancel. That's yeah. a good call. There you go. I watched Joe Bob last night where they aired Society. Hey. So I thought that. I'd just bring that up. Uh, a good reason to go to Shutter if you guys are looking for it. That, ser- that service has been making itself more valuable as, as the months roll on. Um, it's really fun to tune in every night or every Friday night and watch a movie collectively with people on Twitter. Oh, man. did What was his countdown that he does? Because like, he does. that's the one, that's the one yeah. thing. That so, was my Mystery Science Theater was Joe Bob Briggs. There yeah. You go. <laughs> he, it was incest food, double incest food, triple reverse <laughs> incest food, and some other ones. But yeah, oh, they had a lot of fun with it. Um, and they talked uh, about mm-hmm. Billy Warlock. They talked yes. about Brian Usna, he goes into a lot of detail on that stuff, as one does, or as he does. Yeah. And uh, it's a really good time. If you guys are looking for any type of like communal mo- movie watching, uh, this is where you want to go if you don't have friends in person that you go. <laughs> they want to watch horror movies with you, is what I'm saying. If you're friendless, Twitter's for you. Turn on Twitter and just, it was fun watching people see shunting for the first time and watching shunting trend on oh Twitter. My yeah. God. Never in 2019 uh, did I think that would happen, but there we go. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, also wanted to bring up that they revealed that Mark Hamill is going to voice Chucky in the Chucky movie, Child's Play. That's what I was going to talk about. Okay. What you got? <laughs> I'm very happy with this choice. Based off the trailer and that, I feel like we might have a good movie on our hands. I still want voodoo. I know we're not going to get it, but this could be badass. It's interesting to see how we've all kind of watched this come together. You know, our re- initial reactions are like, no, fuck no, hell no. And now we're like, hmm. Maybe so. Well, a good movie is a good movie at the end of the day, you know? True. And anything that gets the Child's Play franchise back in the limelight, I'm cool with. I don't really see much coming out of the stuff they're doing for sci-fi being the thing that puts it back on the map, but we'll see what this does. I still think that you're losing, like, a massive element that makes that doll so creepy because I don't understand where the the ticking clock comes from. You know, he had to get his body. He had to get his soul back into um, Andy's body. Where's that going to go? He's going to have to get his phone only that phone he's, can he charge a, a the charge. doll. He has what a certain if, amount of charge. Yeah. yeah. He's, red, he's red battery light. But what if there, what there is a thing? He just likes to kill. Wouldn't that be creepy too? He's just a doll that creepy. enjoys fucking stabbing people. It'd be creepy, <laughs> but, it, but it loses the, the, the urgency of well, what was happening. You know, urgency is like, to not get stabbed. Yeah, I think you lose a lot of essence of what Child's Play yes, is. Yeah, it could yeah, have been any be random AI doll movie. Didn't need to be called Child's what Play. If yeah. The whole thing is it's actually Aubrey Plaza doing all the killing and she's just making it look like a doll is doing the killing. Oh shit! Like a and first, that's yeah. the twist like a movie. first Jason type of. Uh, sure. I'm gonna be so mad if they actually did that. I'm gonna be pissed. We'll have to come back. You heard it here first. <laughs> spoil this if movie. If I just spoil this movie accidentally, I'm gonna go drown you in the rain right now. That's right. fair. And then as she's dying in the street, she gets transferred into a doll. Child's Player Two. <laughs> oh, Child's Player Two. More. And you guys are head cannoning a film that's not even out yet, <laughs> dude. Well, we'll see what that brings. I think that comes out over the summer, right? Yeah. Uh, last note on that. Mark Hamill has played Chucky before in an episode of Child's Play uh, on Adult Swim. Oh. There was some sketch. I forget exactly where, but you can go find that. And I, I wonder how close he's going to replicate that version of Chucky in the movie. With that, why don't we get into today's movie? Why don't we? 
Pet Cemetery from 2019. This one stars Jason Clark as Lewis, Amy Semetz as Rachel, John Lithgow as Judd, Jate Lawrence as Ellie, and Lucas Lavoli as Gage. Uh, this one is at a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes with the critics and 47% of the audience liked it. So it seems to be splitting gap, yeah. in the middle there. Um, okay. I don't have a back of the box of this, but I think That's everybody knows. <laughs> there's no box yet. <laughs> uh, so with that, let's just get into it. Um, we've all seen the original Pet Cemetery, right? Roger. Yeah. Yes. Lucas. Steve, <laughs> are we just saying names? No, Dodger Johnny. would have been a good... <laughs> Dodger, uh, I should have said. Yes, Lucas made no sense. <laughs> I know, I Look, just say names. Mark is tw- a 12-pack in, okay? Give him a break. <laughs> this is just one beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a large beer. It's very concentrated, though. <laughs> You're seeing me one. Wait till I get to 12. Um, what do you guys think? Walking out of the theater of 2019's well, Pet Cemetery. read the book, too? I have read the book. You've read the book? Okay, yeah. I've read the book. I have not. Uh, my only experience is the original. Garrett shook his head. <laughs> no, I have not read the book. Cool. <laughs> Garrett's <laughs> like a congressional testimony over yeah. here. He's looking at his lawyer like, no, I have not read the book. Your Honor, <laughs> Your Honor, I plead the fifth. Yeah. Um, I rewatched 1989's Pet Cemetery this week because I wanted it to be fresh. It's probably been 20 years or so since yeah. I saw the original. And I got to be honest, that movie doesn't really hold up today. No. Um, especially the last half of the 89 film is comical. Yeah, the third act of that movie, I think it completely falls apart. And I think the third act in this movie was where it actually started to move. Right. If I could blend both movies together, yeah. I would. There's elements of the first one I like, and then out of this one I would put in there. And I think we'd have a perfect Pet Cemetery. Oh. We should bury the first one and have it come back as the new one. Oh, that's brilliant. Can we Bear. do that? Well, there's no there's no rules about gonna, podcast over. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no rules about inanimate objects. Yeah, they haven't. I'm going mentioned to tweet it. Stephen King tonight. <laughs> He's very open to changes to his story. Well, uh, if we've all seen the original, what Wait, do you guys? Is that a Joker for real? <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at this movie, I don't know. I don't know, you know how he, spoilery we want to he get. But hates The Shining, right? The but best then Stephen King adaptation. They made this movie, so yeah, that's true. Where they change, I would consider core elements of the story. Yeah, we can get into that in a second. Okay, <laughs> let's just say right now, if you're listening in and you want to watch this movie without spoilers, now would be the time to pause it. I'm going to give you five seconds. Well, Gage doesn't die. Ellie dies. That's weird. And I think uh, was a one of the like tenants of the story is that it's Gage. So it's funny though, because I don't know. Did you all see the trailers beforehand? No, yes. we were they, talking about that beforehand. They I intentionally that twist in the trailers in the second trailer, not in yeah, the first one. The, yeah. yeah, right. I totally forgot, by the way. So <laughs> I was very upset when that happened. Yeah, I intentionally avoided all trailers except for the first one because I just I've, I've gotten used to the idea that you're going to get way too much out of them mm-hmm. before seeing the film, and it proved absolutely true. They show that Ellie is the one that gets brought back into the undead version of herself rather than Gage, like in the 89 one and in the book, I'm guessing. The book, yes, absolutely. So what did you guys think of that twist since John went straight there? (laughs) Well, I thought that's why you did. I'm going to give you five seconds. Pause. Then you looked me right in the eye. I assumed it was for that. That doesn't mean go. Uh, so I feel like I was set up this time. Uh, That's fair. Well, go ahead. What do you think? I think, uh, I think it's an unnecessary change and it like kind of changed the tone of the movie some cause it made, 
I don't know, Gage was, he couldn't talk, which also I think bit them in the ass when he wasn't dead and he had to say the lines that Ellie said. Mm. Like, okay, suddenly this kid, he could say happy cat or whatever, and now he's having full fucking sentences. Pascal's right there in the corner and he wants you to go back to uh, see your husband. <laughs> oh, mother, please turn <laughs> yeah. around. There's a monster there. So that, uh, they wrote themselves into a corner there, but... Um, he, he seemed decidedly maybe a year or two younger than the version in 89, right? No, he's older, I would you think. You think this kid was older? This kid was older. Because the other one seemed like he was talking a lot more than this version anyway. Yeah, but it was babbly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and in the in the book, like, that's kind of what I adds to the creep factor. Yeah. Like, you've got this baby who's doing the babbling thing, and then suddenly he's making full-on sentences like John is saying. Like, suddenly he's very coherent and saying some fucked up shit. Yeah. Oh, you're saying in the book that baby right, well, starts speaking? Yeah, in the yeah. book, in yeah. The once he gets too. possessed, he. Yeah, be, but I'm saying in the movie it doesn't make any sense. But in the book it does make sense because he's possessed by oh, you know the demon creature. Okay. And now he, yeah, he's saying like you know your wife's sucking dick in hell, and it's like yeah. whoa, <laughs> like. So they pull a Reagan, from yeah, the exorcist, yes. very much so. Yeah, okay. the book like possession part is. I mean, you become a murderous zombie, <laughs> but you're also much more. They it more closely mirrors what they did in this movie than in the '89 movie, I would say. Really? Yeah. Except for the few changes of like Gage versus... Who it is. Yeah, except for that part. Yeah, there was some things I liked better about this one. Uh, For instance, the 89 film, they really hammer home like, these trucks are a menace. The trucks are a menace. Everything gets killed by the trucks. (laughs) And this one, it was just like, you just saw the trucks happening, right? right? Mm -hmm. So they didn't have to spell it out to the audience in actual dialogue. So I did kind of appreciate that. What did you guys think of the cast this time around? Better. Overall, I think it's better. However, I don't know if you could ever replace Herman Munster, even yeah. though John Lithgow is a great second choice. Uh, actually, yeah, John Lithgow is great, of course. Um, I think the cast is pretty good. Although I will, I, I, um, it's funny because I think back to the '89 movie, and it's like Zelda's in that more, of course, and I feel like that uh, actor was pretty great and effective as Zelda. I don't know yeah. who they got for this for this role. Was Zelda in there more in the 89, you think? I think she was here. She was in less, Way more less? this time, yeah. yeah. Saw, like, okay, maybe. I, I feel like for some reason when I think back to the movie, the presence feels like... Maybe I'm thinking yeah. of the book, too. The book. She was sure. in the book a lot. She was in the book a lot, a lot I'm lot. told. But like, she was, I don't remember her character at all from the original one. I think it was like one flashback. Yeah, but it's a pretty intense pretty scene. Intense but I think scene. it's only in one scene, yeah. Uh, could be, yeah. Side note, Herman Munster was played by Fred Gwynn. Glenn, of course. I um, was not going to guess that. Right. <laughs> uh, he was also fantastic in the uh, um, Marissa Tomei, John Pesci film that Garrett loves so much. Fuck that movie. Say the name. Oh, I'm not going to say it. Say it's it. my cousin Vinny. One there of the best is. movies of all time. <laughs> get out of here. My lawyers advised me not to say anything. <laughs> okay, I, I get it. I kind of felt like right away I knew this movie was going to be like hitting some check boxes because they put Zelda like in the first 10 minutes. They couldn't wait to show us Zelda, oh, man. Oh, sure. Yeah. They were like right I think away. Zelda's makeup is much better done in this one than the other one. Other yeah, one, she was so. more monster, yeah. <laughs> monstrous and goblin-esque than she was in this version. Yes. But it was, I don't know. I feel like it was scarier in 89, though. Maybe. I mean, when's the last time you've seen it? I'm going off of I just ago, saw it three days ago. Months ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair, yeah. It's been so. at least a year, a year and a half, maybe, um, since I've last seen it. It's a pretty slow film. Yeah, for sure. This one or the original? The original, original one. Yeah. It, it's funny because I, um, I was thinking this whole time we were watching this new one. I was like, this almost feels like a made-for-TV movie. Of course, up to the last like thirty right. minutes or twenty minutes. With the original, I was like, was that made-for-TV? I was trying to think back. Yeah. I was like, it could have been a made-for-TV movie. 
But this I think one, it actually wait, this one felt like a made for TV no, no, movie. This one up until the end, but yeah. I mean, like the eighty nine oh, well, one. See, I didn't get that at all. This actually felt like a Hollywood blockbuster. They had like the same pacing, the right like you know impact. But but the eighty nine one for sure. I, yes. I, I kept thinking like, was that made for TV or not? Because there are a couple of Stephen King made for TV movies, and it's yeah. always confusing me which ones weren't and were were not. I feel like for this movie, they made like everything feel have it has to be creepy right off the bat right it couldn't just yeah. be like a pet cemetery it had to be this weird misty like weird kid with mass procession bullshit mm-hmm. and it's like it would, i think it would have been more effective if it would have just been like oh yeah here's this pet cemetery and then when you get over the you know the the guard there the dead wall that's when like the creepy shit began as opposed to like this whole like why would someone live there like this is the most creepy <laughs> fucking place ever they're like, oh, that doesn't feel right. Like, yeah, that's because this place is fucking creepy. And the secrets are only known to one old man who watches <laughs> the barrier. Right. Um, you know, I will say that I, I get that, but I honestly don't hold the original in a high regard. Even when it came out as a kid, I was like, mm, this isn't my favorite Stephen King, you know? Yeah. But that was at a time where a lot of Stephen King was very bad. So I see why it's kind <laughs> of on top of the pile. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, yeah, the original just isn't some classic that I hold in high regard. Uh, I agree with you there. I think Jason Clark, who played Lewis in this one, did a phenomenal job compared to uh, Dale Midkiff of the 89 one. Yes. He but I think very, he was robbed, man. You think so? Yeah. Because like, he's such a great actor and we see his like sort of deterioration throughout the film, mm-hmm. which I really dug. But then when it should have been like his final breaking point, it got stolen and given to Ellie. Oh, you're saying the storyline of this new one robbed robbed him of his character um, arc, essentially. Because in like the original, I think that's like essentially the story of this guy who, I mean, like the pet cemetery and and all the creepy shit. But it's like about this guy who can't really accept death or the consequences of his. The cat dies, and he's like, "Oh fuck, we can fix that." Then the kid dies, and his wife dies, and it's like he just keeps trying to chase that, you know, fix. Yeah. It's definitely like a grief heavy story. Yeah. Like how do we deal with grief? How do you deal with grief kind of thing? And you know, if you, if you had that chance to bring someone back, would you take it? Right. Kind of thing? And, and then in this one, it's just like a traditional demon possession story. Yeah. Which I mean, in the book for sure, like when they come back, they're possessed by a demon. Yes. They're not the same. There definitely is like something living in them. Um, hence the kid like being able to talk. Is that spelled out in the books? Yeah. In fact, oh, yeah. <laughs> Judd tells the story to try and convince, um, fuck, I forgot, Richard? Who's the dad's name? Lewis. Lewis, to try to convince Lewis to not bury his kid. He tells a story about this guy who got buried there and like during World War II, and then he came back and he like terrorized the town because he knew all of this like mm-hmm. shit that he shouldn't know. And he was like sort of prophetic and just a possessed demon, essentially. Hmm. Um, there's, like, there's some great backstory in the book yeah, that they don't really have good. in this movie that I feel like have probably would have added to the atmosphere a little more, especially yeah. what you're talking about where they yeah. give you more of the backstory of like, yeah, there's a pretty good dead center in the book part where Lewis and um, the old guy talk. Judd, ext- yeah. Judd talk extensively about people coming back and the animals coming back and right. everything and it makes l- like a lot more sense because in the movie, I think even both movies, it's just like Judd being all vague about it. Like, no, yeah. you don't want to do that. <laughs> don't like... The, it's it, interesting to know that yeah. there's more details behind this in the book that they, are left out of the oh, film because yeah. it's one of my notes here is like, okay, well, before we go any further, John, will you spell out the rules of the Pet cemetery? <laughs> what 
and why are people doing things in the pet cemetery? Um, I don't know the rules. So the rules are you go there. I mean, what what do you mean the rules? You go there, you have to bury you. You have to dig a hole. You bury them. You cover them with dirt. You cover them with rocks. And apparently you go to sleep and there they are. So That's they, what I'm they, looking oh, for. Okay, Something yeah. along that line. Yeah. Yes, those are the rules. You, but you, you, the the person who's grieving, has to take their body there, bury it in this special Indian or sorry Native American burial place, and uh, get covered by dirt, covered by rocks, and then you become back to life. You're a zombie. It does not heal your physical injuries. Uh, it just brings you back to life. And you're changed. You are changed. You are now possessed by a demon. Yeah, I, you keep saying that, and I was like, that's not in the film, and like, it kind of is. Like, they say one line, like, everybody's in hell. Um, I was going to put that, you know, this movie made me ponder exactly what was going on, now that you're telling me there's a Well, they never say answer. hell. They just say it's a place that's not heaven. Mm-hmm. They just that's say true. it's a dark place yeah, right. that, Fair point. you know, it's, it's not the heaven that you know. True. That's a good point. But I, I actually liked the idea that was left open-ended for me to interpret it, because I was starting to rumulate an idea that... Ellie is dealing with the idea of death because she stumbled upon the pet cemetery and she sees the procession of children wear the creepy mask. So she's starting to ask about death. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about the question. You as a parent stumble across a parade of kids in creepy masks carrying a corpse. Ask a fucking question. Yeah. What's going on here? Just be like, Hey, <laughs> where'd you get that dead dog? This asinine idea of shielding children from the idea of death is not okay with me. Right. These are some bad parents, to be fair. Yeah. There were a lot of times it was like, man, these are some bad parents. And I think that's like one of the character flaws of Rachel is her inability to deal with death because of Because her of her history, history yeah. with Zelda, right? She was right. scarred at an early age. Now she wants to shield her daughter as for as long as possible. I get it. Exactly. And his, but, the dad agrees with you. He's like, no, we got to tell her. And, yeah. you know, Rachel just can't bring so again, herself no, to do no it. So again, no folly of the movie. They actually address that yeah. to a degree. But I'm saying like if parents are thinking they need to shield their kids from death, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> you should know about it. Your pets are going to die. Your grandparents are going to die. You're going to deal with Mark's death. Mark's dropping out some hard... <laughs> Everyone you love, no, care about no, dead. I, I, have dead. A, I have a belief that society has a feeling that they need to shove and push away the idea of death because they're afraid of it. So the closer yes. you come to it, the closer you get to death, the more you are afraid of it. If you face it head on, it's not going to be as bad when it actually happens to you. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's relatively recent if you think about it. I mean, if you go back like 100 years, death was very common. People were like, oh, fuck, I stubbed my toe, probably going to die. <laughs> like, you know, you'd pop out 20 kids and seven of them would make adulthood. Like, yeah, you I just drink, used to it. I drank cold water too fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not long for this world. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is relatively recent that we've sterilized death and pushed it away and made it relatively uncommon in the grand scheme of things. Like, Good point. Uh, the, what I'm trying to get to, though, is the movie just... You're telling me that Stephen King takes you straight to demons or what well, have you. to be fair, I don't know that he actually says it is a demon, but it okay. is, it is a... to the ele- Wendigo yeah. Okay, it's something supernatural, yes. some deity or, or entity of sorts that will get into the right. dead. Um, I was starting to ruminate an idea because while they're trying to explain death to... Or, or you know, the, Lewis is trying to explain death to Ellie, he's like, well, no one actually knows what happens. We don't know if there's a soul... So I kind of connected a dot on my own. I was like, okay, well, maybe when they die, the soul leaves the body. When they bury it in Pet cemetery, you're only bringing back the body. Mm-hmm. The soul is gone. The yin-yang balance is off of the human maybe. being. Maybe, yeah. They don't so really that's touch why on they that come back the and they book. start murdering. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of where I went with it. But I think your, your theory could hold weight, right? Maybe the actual person leaves and then that's how this demon Wendigo entity. Yeah. And okay. Then, then maybe they, yeah. there's a hole there that's filled with exactly. evil. Okay. It works. Yeah. 
Yeah, see? That sounds know, dope. Head cannons it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Stephen then, King, send the check. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Damn. Right? We fixed Chucky. Yeah. We fixed <laughs> this movie. We oh. will rewrite your scripts, Hollywood. <laughs> Bring them over. So, anyway, what happens in this movie is a family moves out from Boston. Yes. Yeah. Out to Ludlow, which I thought, I didn't know if it was in Maine or not. And evidently it is because they really hammer that home halfway through the movie. <laughs> yeah, we see a dairy sign. Mm-hmm. Yep, 20 miles from dairy. I don't know what the hell that means. And the it's wearing a big main chair. It takes place. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, oh, the big main it. chair really did hammer it home. They, they had the main shirt right after he, he opened the map that said Maine. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I guess we are in Maine. Um, it's a safe bet if you're reading the Stephen King or watching a Stephen King thing. It's probably in Maine. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I, I remember hearing that and I was like, well, Ludlow, I don't know if that's in Maine or not. Because there's like a Ludlow, Tennessee. And I was like, I think in Tennessee, that'd be cool. Well, cool, Derry's not a real place. No. no. But I don't know about Ludlow. Probably not not a real place place either. So they probably made that sign then for the movie. Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, Hollywood magic. So when it too (laughs) happens and they bury Pennywise in the pet cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go on a limb here and say the pet cemetery also probably fake. No. Yeah. (laughs) Not a real place. That shit would have shown up on Google Maps. It's a huge amount of land that looks like a giant, like, dead swamp. There's no way that shit's not on Google Maps. Someone would Yelp review it. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. One star person came back. I would love you when had a street view on it and there's some dude, like, burying a dead person and just like, oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah. One star. Um, Yeah. So basically, this family moves out to Ludlow to get away from the crazy life that they had in Boston where they need to slow down and spend more time with their kids. And were there two kids in the, the original movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And in the book. Yeah. And the dad was a, uh, a grave Doctor. shift ER guy. Yeah, apparently. And then he went to be a college med right (laughs) which is different from i think the movie and definitely the book where he's like a big time doctor in chicago and then he gets pulled to go to this university gig or whatever versus like can't handle the grave shift so i'm gonna somehow afford it 50 acres does it work like a church like Mm -hmm. oh we're gonna send you off to another place no i mean they think he applied like okay okay, okay. you know but you said pulled i was like wait can they just make doctors no i don't think that's exactly how it works fair point he decides to go to teach at a university or whatever and um it makes a lot more sense than, yeah, I'm a fairly new doctor and I'm affording 50 acres in Maine somehow on one salary. Yeah. So they get out there, they survey the land that they have. They've got a huge forest behind them and immediately we're exposed to the speeding trucks and the loudest jump scare possible. Dude, whoever like did the Foley on this war- movie never has ever seen a truck in real life. <laughs> That's they not kinda, how trucks work. They kind of creep up on you <laughs> yeah. slowly and then it gets loud. Yeah. It's not. Yep. Yeah. Trucks are loud the whole time. They're not just loud and they're right behind you. Yeah. The Prius <laughs> of the uh, moving moving yeah. items across country. Yeah, so they um, they see the the funeral parade for the little kids in masks, and then the girl sneaks out of her house. The little girl sneaks out of her house. What's the girl's name? Ellie. Ellie. Um, and then she finds the pet cemetery, and that's when John Lithgow shows up. Who I thought name was I thought my name Randall, but it's Judd 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 Crandall. Judd Crandall. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was Randall. I kept pulling a Randall the whole time in my head. <laughs> but um, he kind of makes himself known and is like, this place isn't safe. And then bada bing, bada boom, a bunch of bullshit happens. And the cat, amazing cat, which I found out there were five cats that acted Wait, in this what? movie. Yeah. You could have fooled me. They all look the same. <laughs> That's right. This movie magic, baby. 
They CG they CG the face on each so. cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there were five different cats and they all had their own trailer. Yeah. What would have oh, been amazing? Sweet. Yeah. 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 Is if there were no cats and it was all just oh, a CG. Have we gotten that good? <laughs> no, I make did. it a shitty nineties CG. <laughs> yeah. I would boycott that movie. Taking it's away like valid fucking, jaws from I'm cats. I'm just picturing yeah. like a, a grip now trying to put like a little CGI mask on a cat <laughs> so they can CGI the same. No, cat dude, it's just Annie Circus in a green suit, man, on all fours. Oh my god. The mocap of Andy Serkis that would have been is amazing. amazing. Yeah, the cat gets killed. They don't show the cat getting killed, but the cat gets killed, um, kind of like similar to the first movie. Yeah. Um, I, I knew the cat was going to get killed, and I still was not prepared for it. Still was upset Every time when they showed it. You. Oh, they showed like the goriest fucking like cat corpse, and that when that kid gets killed, don't show the dead kid. Heaven forbid. <laughs> like, it gets fucking hit by a goddamn semi-truck, and then it's all like, she has like a mild bruise and a tiny Dude, little cut on her cheek, and I'm like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. She Comically. was way too clean for getting hit by a fucking semi-truck. Yeah. Well, that dude, the, Victor, the the kid at the college, the first time we see like mm-hmm. any kind of like major yeah. death, who becomes the harbinger of mm-hmm. voice to the main character throughout the movie, um, he gets hit by a car and is busted open like a fucking pinata. See his brain and everything. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. They they and they pan <laughs> in like they like they like zoom in, show more of the gore. And I was like, good god! There was a nurse on set on scene going, I can see his brain. <laughs> I can see his brain. And then that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. To be fair, it's a small it town. Maybe true. they've never yeah, seen a lot of yeah. that stuff. But I refuse right, to and believe it. It's a university. Like that normally probably doesn't happen. And I think that there. part is in the book where yes. someone does say something like that. Yeah, That's and the amb- in, in the book they're like real clear. Like the, the ambulance is gone for some other reason. Yeah. One's broken down. Fucking Stephen King describes everything. No plot holes in his. That's books, why his man. books are like a thousand pages yeah. long. He describes everything. It's like you might be wondering where the ambulance is. I'm going to tell you where they are and exactly what happened. That was a freaky scene though. That dude sat back up. Oh, that, yeah. that made me yeah. jump. So in uh, the book, it's even worse. Just a quick generalization of the scene. One of the students on campus gets hit by a truck. We had, or a car or it's some a car. Kind. Yeah, they they, they car. wheel him in and he dies on the watch of Lewis. Um, I think at some point. Movie one in or 89 posits the idea that because they died so close in proximity that he kind of becomes attached to Lewis mm. and he becomes, as Garrett says, his kind of moral compass in this, this movie. Like, yeah. don't go past the barrier. He plays a don't. way bigger role in the first movie. He's very muted in, in this book. one. I am actually okay with that because he got a yeah. little comical in the 89 <laughs> one. He's like, I'm a ghost. Boo, boo, boo. Maybe not so direct, he... but you know what I'm yeah. getting Are at. you him? Because that was perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you nailed that scene, bro. Right. Uh, but Garrett, just to get to the point where Church, Winston Churchill the cat, that's the name of the cat. What a terrible who, name for a cat, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah. Adolf Hitler was their first cat. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Is that in the wow. books? No, notably. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, the cat gets hit by the a car or a truck or something. They, and then Lewis just picks that get dead cat up, holds it in his hands, and then goes about his day. He didn't sanitize his hands at all. Well, he's about to get trick or treating. Better reason to wash your hands, man. Because he gave the body to um, Judd, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, here, take. (laughs) And dead cat to friend. Yeah, Yeah, and this is the part that really kind of got me, is like, in the first one, if I'm remembering correctly, the character of Judd was very much like, uh, yeah, don't don't fuck around out there. No, Mm -hmm. we're not going to really do that. And then at one point in like a moment of like, he's like, he's like, there's tales that basically if you bury something out there, it can come back, but it's not something you should do. And this one, he's like, hold on, bro. Meet me at midnight. We're going to take care of this. I'm going to bring a dead cat back. Yeah, like, he doesn't say it so that blatantly, dumb. but he just like handholds him the whole way, takes him over the barrier, which at the little pet cemetery where the kids are burying stuff, it's the safe part of the ground. Mm-hmm. Then over this giant wood, like uh deadfall um, is the swamp land. Basically it's, 
it's the kind of place that you'd see Frodo and Sam carrying the ring through. <laughs> or Wandering the, through Mordor. Or the kind yeah. of place you'd see Atreyu and Artax sinking into. Like, it was just, yes. it was so swampy. It was like, oh my God, how does this exist and you not know about this before buying the land? Um, I do have a small correction for you. Oh, okay. Based on uh, rewatching the 89 film, Judd does actually take him to Barry Church in that one too. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. But doesn't he, isn't he a lot, like a lot more like we shouldn't be doing this? Well, no. He he does whenever... Uh, oh, okay, so in both versions, Church dies and Judd has grown an attachment for Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he feels, and this is the justification is that because she's not ready to deal with death, we're going to bring Church back. Yeah, I got that. Even so though... It's in both movies. That's, yes, it is. Okay, okay. Even I though Judd... No, the book is different. In the okay. book, his wife's still alive. Yeah. And then she has like a heart attack, and um, Lewis saves his wife, and then Judd feels like, okay, I can repay oh, you by bringing yeah, Church back. So it's right. a quid pro quo type yeah. thing. That yeah. makes way more fucking sense, See, that man. That right there yeah. makes a lot of yeah. sense. <laughs> and that's the problem with this movie, is that Judd's actions don't make a lick of sense. Right. Um, in Other both fact, he likes a kid, but it's like fucking fine. You can like yeah. a kid, but don't fucking touch the forces of evil. So the difference is, is that <laughs> I like that <laughs> in the 89 version, Lewis says something to the degree is like, can a person comes back if you bury him? And he's like, Jesus, God, no. Why would you even think a thing? Mm-hmm. You know, so they give credence for Judd yeah. being like, don't even think about it. In this one, he's like. Don't do anything stupid, Lewis. Mm-hmm. And right. now I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah, he, <laughs> well, he was drugged, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. He's yeah, so he vague, like yeah. <laughs> Cardi B, man. Oh, snap. Yeah, if you want to get my grave mistake of the film, it's this right here. It's Judd's reasoning for using the pet cemetery when he knows that through his past experiences with his own animal that they come back fucked up. So these are the trees up there. Yeah, they're warnings. The local tribes carved them before they fled. They fled. Yeah, they knew the power of that place. They felt its pull. They came to believe that those woods belonged to something else. The the ground was bad. So they moved on. But there is something up there. Something that brings things back. So what happened to your dog, Judd? He came back, just like Danny B. said he would, but he was changed. It was when he went after my mother that my daddy put him down for the second time. Sometimes dead is better. That's another thing. He fucking knew that they come back messed up. Yeah. Like he he like knew that was the concept, but like if you care about that kid, don't give him a demon cat. Exactly. <laughs> Be like baby doll, baby doll, sit down here. We're gonna take you to the the, the shelter tomorrow. We're gonna get you a new cat that's not possessed by a monster. Possibly. Happy Tag birthday. His name love is Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, you love a kid, don't get a demon it's, cat. It, I don't remember them touching on that in the book either. I think that is a big plot hole of yeah, like if you know your shit's gonna be fucked up. But he thought he was doing a nice thing, or maybe he thought like, okay, it's just a cat. How bad could it yeah. be? Look, you can avoid all this by not having children. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Fred Gwynn in the 89 film, Judd, made a, a story about how his dog Biff came back and attacked his mother. Yeah, that happens so in the book, too. He fucking knows that you well, don't mess with the... <laughs> well, Judd in this one says the same thing. He's like, my dad had to take him back out and put him down again because he was fucked up and attacked us. And it exactly. was like, then you know. You yeah. know not to dick around with this kind of stuff. And there he goes. But here he Dicking is. Dicking around with that stuff. Fucking kids. I want everything man. Garrett said to be the back of the box of this movie. <laughs> it comes out on VHS. But maybe that place... 
I mean, we hear it in in their heads, right? So maybe it has a pull, and I, and I cannot remember. In the, movie, in the book, it definitely does. Yeah, I think in the book they do talk like it's tr- it it's pulling people to it. Right, the evil isn't passive; it is trying to. And it, this is stuff that should be in the film. Well, they, they kind of had some of this in this movie, mm-hmm. the 2019 mm-hmm. one. There was like he was here in the woods, kind of whisper to him. Um, he was finding himself walking out there for no reason. So the, the woods were pulling him. But that to was usually that. the ghost guy who died at the campus that was leading him out there. And he's like, don't cross the barrier. Yeah, that ghost is so shitty at his job. He's like, <laughs> right here, you see this thing? Exactly where I take you? Don't go past it. Is there a rule that you have to be cryptic and stupid <laughs> once you die and you're trying to get a message <laughs> well, to the living? Some of his brain's still on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his brain was exposed to the air. That's <laughs> fair. He, yeah, he was really shitty at his job. He could have been like, look, your kid probably going to die. I hate to tell you this. Nothing you can do about it. You're going to put him in there. Everyone's going to die. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, good it's to like, know. Lewis, do not bury a goddamn thing over here. <laughs> yeah. This is bad juju. You know, you That's know, all he had to say. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Domino's? One, one, one <laughs> fucking No, cat. no, no. You're, you're getting too cryptic. <laughs> That's not how Domino's, Domino's works. So many things like Domino's the game. Like, oh, like double twos. Okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> You'd be a bad ghost, kind. John. You'd be a bad ghost. Apparently, or right. a good ghost. If I'm, I'm playing by the rules here. John would lead you to the evil. He'd lead you to the very, you That's know, market. Lewis would think you'd meant actual domino game rules, and yeah, you're talking dude. about doing the whole, you yeah, know, knocking one over. over. <laughs> I think when you say fall over like dominoes, people understand that. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. But, but this ghost was like, here's exactly what you don't want to do. Don't bring your kid here. Don't bury him. Don't put the rocks on him. It's like, <laughs> no, he doesn't say any of that. He's just like, you in see a lot this? fewer words, he says, don't cross the barrier. Yeah. yeah. Not explain what the barrier is. <laughs> yeah. No, no concept. Uh, and if you say that, people are going to want to know more. But right. that leads us into a scene, which was one of my big problems with the movie, which we see in a lot of these horror movies lately, <laughs> is where earlier in the movie, um, Church gets killed and the mom's like, don't tell the kid about it. And then they're like, well, why not? And they get in a whole conversation where she's like, and they go up to heaven. The mom's like, they go up to heaven. And the dad's like, eh, maybe they don't. Maybe heaven doesn't exist. And that's an earlier scene. <laughs> yeah. And then in this Shitty scene, parents, don't fight about that in front of your kid. Again, like, I parents. feel like before you get married, you should know if your person believes in an afterlife and like a God and stuff like that. That should not be new knowledge for you. No. After two children. Well, I don't think it was new, but I think they need to get together and figure out what no, do we no, tell no. them the children. They looked at each other as like, what, you believe that bullshit? Like, and I was like, <laughs> whoa, how do y'all not know this yet? The girl's nine years old. I'm sure this would have come up before. Because well, oh, their yeah. grandma died. Are we going to raise our the kid Christian or not? And the, and the daughter died <laughs> yeah. too. You know, like the, the aunt or whatever yeah, Zelda, Zelda would have yeah, been. Yeah. And she so that, more or less went, you're atheist? What? <laughs> yeah. So that Not in this house, mister. That's the first uh, part of this issue. so angry. <clears throat> the, second, the second part of this issue is when, like, after Church dies and runs away, basically the mom's been having visions of Zelda and her fucked up weird deformity and, like, all messed up monster-esque person. And so she's been having these visions. And then she relays this story to her husband as if it's the first time he's hearing about her monster sister. And he's like that wasn't your fault. She's like, I killed her. And it's like, how have you never mentioned to your husband of like at minimum nine years, like your dead sister who had a crazy deformity and who you killed. I took that as that he knew about her, but he didn't know about the death, like her causing it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. You're saying, yeah, the, the, I think he knew that part. That she held for right. it. Okay. Cause he she, even she, said like, Oh, you're just feeling this way because of your sister Zelda before the story. 
Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, and then she's like, but no, still, you don't get it. I killed her, you know, yeah. or whatever. I don't understand this lack of communication between couples who have been together for extremely long. Like, you start to run out of stories after a while. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I heard that one about you going to the beach and forgetting your towel. Yeah. Like, well, look, if we don't... repeat that same shit. You would, you would talk about major things like, oh, yeah, you know my sister? Fucking killed that bitch. If we don't... <laughs> it's like a second date story. Come yeah, on. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah, sure. That should be on your dating profile. That should be your Tinder profile right yeah. there. <laughs> killed Sister Zelda. <laughs> Swipe. Looking right. for a shoulder to cry yeah. on. Which way is the good swipe? Well, yeah. <laughs> Which the good way, right? Yeah. We're the married ones at the table. We yeah. Know. Right. Um, yeah. So, Garrett, but if we don't restrict communication, then stories <laughs> fall apart. I understand that. Again, that's, that was one of my issues, though, because like, right. especially the whole like atheism versus like... Um, but it's an easy fix. They could have just told the story to Judd. Yeah. There you sure. go. She Instead of each other. Judd. Man, again, Hollywood, <laughs> sinister scripts. We're going to punch them up. Punch your shit up. <laughs> and they think... I mean, part of it is, once again, they just made an unnecessary change where Rachel killed her sister. That's not what happens in the book. She <laughs> lives a long time, and Rachel is, you know, scared of her and does wish that she would die, but, you know, she doesn't go and, like, fucking trick her to fall into a dumbbell or whatever. I don't think she tricked her. I think it was just... <laughs> a dumbbell? Yeah. A dumb waiter. A dumb waiter. A dumb waiter. A dumb waiter. She did Neither not fall at the gym. Suddenly became a Zelda's working out <laughs> and then <laughs> slips into the dumbbell rack. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't a trick, but it wasn't... pounds on. It was just <laughs> real... Silly. Spot me, sis. <laughs> Going in. <laughs> oh! I, was, I just feel like it was such an unnecessary change because, like, the guilt of wishing that your sick sister would just hurry up and die. I Very think is, common, probably, amongst <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> but or like, any of our healthy sisters, even. Yeah. Come on, we all have siblings. Also, children are, are, are greedy. Right, and yeah, it's just know? such a, like, understandable guilt versus, like, okay, yeah, maybe you should feel guilty. Why? But, it wasn't, like, but it wasn't, like, a, an, it wasn't an understandable greed aspect. It was, like, a like it almost felt like a sympathetic, like, I wish she wasn't here. This scares me. I don't want her to go. Yeah. Through the, you know, it came yeah. across as, like, her feeling that way was completely a normal reaction for a small child to have when she right. was like a kid. Right. But again, we spent too. so much time in this movie talking about Zelda. And I was like, this is creepy. And I appreciate there's a, a good creepy thing here, but this does dick off my story, especially since it took to the third act before that kid to finally kick the bucket. <laughs> right. Well, it's because if you haven't watched this movie since you were a kid, probably all you remember is Zelda. If you just go ask people in the street about Pet Cemetery, I think Zelda is what most people would be wait, able wait, to remember. Wait, 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 what? I didn't remember right. any of that. You, you, the sister is the portion of the movie people would remember? Yeah. No. That part no, is terrifying. So. I think so. <laughs> I, I, listeners, uh, break your silence and tell us, but I think that is Hit a, us up on Facebook. That's it. Instagram, to me, if you were to ask me what I remember Pet Cemetery, it's the comically stupid little kid demon but who gets thrown now. around at the end of the movie. See, I remember the slashing of the Achilles tendon. Okay, yeah, that one would That's be up there, yeah. too. I remember yeah. the... And then the cat going... I remember the... the yellow I would have eyes. forgotten the kid that getting completely. hit by the truck. Big one, too. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I remember um, him walking into the Pet Cemetery. Those are three things I remember about the original ding, movie. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I would remember the ankle, the truck, and I didn't even remember the Zelda. sister thing. And this one, I was like, I was like, oh, this must be new for the new John movie. John bought his ticket, sat down, and was like, why don't they just call this the Ballad of Zelda? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man. Or the, the Legend of Zelda. I was right there. I was right fucking there. God damn. Jesus, man. Re-edit it. Uh, Zelda's the boy, right? That's that's the yes. The they have a male play. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the, Zelda is the boy character in the game. That's right. That's I remember now. Yeah. Um, so oh, I think you meant in the movie. In the '89 <laughs> movie, they have a male play him. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was really, a guy play him. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, okay. Because that makes sense find. on both fronts. Then. They, they, they felt it'd be bad to make a woman look so ugly. I don't know. Hey, that's like no, Home Alone it, it when they made uh, Buzz's girlfriend was a boy dressed up in drag. Was it really? Yeah. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Just one more thought on Zelda. Um, something this movie did, and we've touched on this in the past, about the jump scares. These were absolutely telegraphed. 
which was fine though. Cause I mean, this was not, yeah. this was more of an it. This is like what we see with Stephen King stuff is where it doesn't have to jump out at you to be the scare. It's knowing that this impending like creepiness is coming at you. I felt that was what Zelda was. And I, it, what bothered me was how loud the volume was. Well, it sure. was telegraphed and then it was the loudest thing you've heard today. This yeah. movie definitely had the problem of like, you know, we want to impact Turn that volume way the fuck up. Right. It's like, Throw calm down, guys. To the Conjuring episode y'all did about jump scares. Was it John talking about like, it, it feels like nowadays you have, have to have to. those ends because it's like yep. an audience. Yeah, we, it was that. And also and Insidious, sucks. we talked about how like the, the volume was way too loud for oh, every yeah, jump yeah. in yeah. Insidious. And like, like Joey said in our Descent episode, I don't know if that's come out no. yet, but no. Well, <laughs> throw Shout patented throw, <laughs> uh, throw forward. Some people expect it. Yeah. It is an expected part of the film and they are upset when it's not there. So after all that, they decide to go bury the cat. Um, they do that. Judd and the, the dad go bury the cat. The cat comes back. Complete, you know, typical cat. Just being a complete bitch. One, <laughs> yeah. Right. There was How no difference. It's literally just yeah. a cat. Can I make one note? Um, that can. Judd did not reveal what was going to happen. The dad That's was true. like, we're just burying a cat, right? And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. uh, in the oh, movie, yeah. in, the, in the 89 movie, they he spelled it out. It's like... Yeah. She can't deal with death yet. Let's go raise your cat from the dead. You ready? In the book, they <laughs> spell it. <laughs> when John Lithgow was being real, like, basically, you've just crossed a huge wooden barrier. You're carrying a dead body creepily in the middle of the night to some unknown place. You've walked through a swamp. You climbed up Mount Doom of death. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, basically, you have to dig a hole and ritualistically put rocks on top. And he's like... So what's up? We're just going to bury this cat here? And it's like, come on, dummy. Hands him a scroll, yeah. says, read these Latin words. Seriously, you can shake the eight ball and he'll be like, don't be a fucking moron. Like, that's, yeah. it's so obvious. You're doing something you're not supposed to do. To be fair, maybe he thought it was like a Jewish burial ground because they do put rocks in there the grave. You go. So, you know, he was like, it's he a, did Jewish, have a, young it's a Jewish cat. Or, yeah. Yeah. How'd Jewish you know cat? my cat was Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's Thanks, John. got married. The important thing here is the cat comes back. And it's a complete asshole, which is very cat-like. Yeah, how yeah, do they so tell? How, like yeah, Mark was like, saying, like the cat scratches now? somebody for like yanking too hard on his fur. <laughs> yeah. It kills a bird and eats it on the bed. I mean, these are all yeah. cat things. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't give that cat a fucking bath. They were just like, all right, yeah. why? Well, it looks like, filthy the whole time. Trying to bathe the cat? Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Let alone a possessed cat. I get it, but you'd think they'd try. They were just at like, least try. spray a hose on it or something. Right. Something. They were just like, get, all a, right. get a spray bottle and just go to town. Literally had blood like coming from his mouth and they were just like, go play with the kids. He looked like he came from like the set of a Rob Zombie film. Yeah. It was just kind of like, hey, what have you been up to, bro? And they just, just left like, him like that. Yeah. Church, you smell like the dead. Go take a bath. <laughs> yeah, they touch on that in this movie. It's a much bigger point in the book. They do smell when they come back. Yeah. See, I got that from when Ellie came back and we'll get to that in just a second. But yeah. when Ellie came back, like when he was like, combing her hair and the hair was coming out and you see the staples in the back of her oh. head you can tell that like and that's when that's when this movie first starts positing mm -hmm. that you don't come back you're actually just a shell and something's kind of you're, you're dead being brought back your yeah. body's just still dead you're not like being given a second chance at life so to get to the point where ellie dies um the dad lewis decides it's time to get rid of the cat so he puts him in the car and he drives him across state lines drops him off and says good luck fucker and then gets back in the car and drives away. And I thought, now we're going to have the actual film adaptation of The Cat Came Back the very next day. <laughs> so literally, it's going to happen. I, I thought wouldn't, we I wouldn't word anything to Cat to light a cigarette and be like, nice try. <laughs> or like something, <laughs> one line, and it's all like, I'll see you soon. Right. Movie transitions to Homeward Bound, and we watch the cat and the dog just uh, make their way across the country. He calls an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking 2019. What's this guy think he's doing? <laughs> So they are having Ellie's ninth birthday party, and she sees Church walking down the street. They're playing hide and seek. 
the dad's like, I'm gonna, like he puts a blindfold on. Right. And oh, gonna run. can I tell you what I thought was going to happen? Being in South Texas, I thought they had a pinata that I, I didn't, didn't see. I so so <laughs> he was going to hit the kid with a I bat. I thought he was going to totally kid. kill the kid with a pinata Dude, bat. Right and there, I was like, man. this is going to yeah. be the wow. best film ever. <laughs> I thought he was going to swing a stick and like clock his little baby. Uh, and, and that was like, going to be how he the, died. The and it was going to make more son. sense why he buried him because he felt guilt for yes, killing the kid. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen, <laughs> too. Again, Hollywood, bring us your scripts. We're going to punch it up. I think non California, non Texas listeners was like, what's a pinata? Yeah, I did not expect that. I did expect a pinata though for sure i was like oh look at that's that in maine awesome. <laughs> but the thing is there's also like 20 adults around yeah. and they watch the daughter run out to like the edge of the street and everyone's just like that's cool you're like why no. do they well, not have they were setting up the pinata off yeah. screen <laughs> right. like, you know why haven't they even installed a fucking fence by now they've lived there for a while it's they sure. know Dang. that there are trucks apparently who do 65 miles an hour down this road because <laughs> suddenly they, yeah. faster yeah. guy old homeboy who was driving the truck looked yeah. at his phone and said sheena's calling and then you saw his gas go up to like 80 yeah sheena that punk rock so was that's yeah. actually a reference to the first movie because he's yeah. listening to sheena's a punk rock oh that's the, right the that's right so nice call out yeah. new movie. just a little white pig offense Save the whole, whole lot of heartbreak. Put a shot collar on him like a dog <laughs> and just yeah. go past a certain level. An electric fence. Also, Never let me watch your children. That's the <laughs> this, I think, was another... I don't know, they might be more safe. Put Ooh, shot collars. Good point. Another casualty of switching it to Ellie is she's too old to be this stupid. Trucks are loud. I don't know. Have right? kids? No. And she's... <laughs> Turning nine, I mean, yeah. she's There's no. Don't just who walk off the curb without looking where they're going. Don't oh just God, sit yeah. in the street when a giant truck. Well, she wasn't. She wasn't in the street until she saw a church. Right then, she stayed there for a long time. Well, she she saw her dead cat, and don't get me wrong. If I saw my cat like come back after it ran away. I'd probably be a little more focused on that. I too. think John is saying, pick the cat up, go and console leave. it right. off the street. And trucks are loud. She would have heard that fucking Look, truck. I work Not in downtown Austin <laughs> to Garrett's point. I work in downtown Austin. I literally saw a dude on a scooter, just fucking gun it through a four way. Stop Fair enough. on a scooter, didn't even stop, didn't even look, and like cars were, of course, stopping and honking. To be fair, she Grown did man. sit in the middle of the road, which yeah, is yeah, kind of exactly. like, hey, I'm, I'm not this buying guy it. was at least mobile, but yes. still, like, she brought adults. out a lawn chair, she sat down <laughs> in the street, made herself a Mai Tai. What's crazy about this scene, though, is they actually did something that I appreciated, having already known that they were going to switch which kid dies. Mm. Unfortunately, I already knew that, but like, they have the little kids start running towards the street, too, and the dad's like, What's his name? Gabe? Lewis. Gage is the kid. Lewis is the dad. Gage. He's like, Gage. And he runs out there because the the truck's barreling down the road way too fast. It looks like Gage is going to get hit. Mm -hmm. He grabs Gage and causes the truck to jackknife. The back hitch comes off and the giant tanker full of something flammable because it had a flammable sign on it. Did not explode, though. Did not explode. Didn't even leak. Bummer. Basically slides (laughs) into... Those um, king dollars ran out. They couldn't do the explosion. (laughs) It slides into Ellie and the cat, which I guess the cat was fine. Mm. You know. Yeah, because they show him again later at Judd's right. place. Well, the cat yeah. leaves. The cat's like, fuck this noise. Because she freezes when the truck is thing is coming at her. The fair, cat's like, hey, Toots, stay right here. I'll be right yeah. here. <laughs> Which is a fair reaction. I don't know what I would do if I saw a giant tanker sliding toward me, but she Leave freezes. Leave me in Boston, will you? <laughs> this is what happens. So, uh, yeah, the, cat, so yeah, the cat's like, deuces. <laughs> Ellie gets Ellie gets what I thought was going to happen, and they do an aerial shot showing the, um, the back of the tanker slide down the road. I thought we were going to get a blood smear. Like from underneath yeah. the tanker, like we're gonna see like the the, the the tanker sliding, and then like from what a certain point where the kid was, just red blood on the the ground. Well, that I leaves me with it for a blood smear. To be honest, there must be some like say, it, it leaves and, me with a question. Yeah, if you bury a smeared kid, 
<laughs> it can't come back, right? I mean, you know, it comes back as a smear. It's back smeary, smeary, yeah. You know? Or if you just put a head in the cemetery and bury it, does it just come back live head? That's how Futurama sure. gets all their heads in a jar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the logistics of desecrating yeah. like sacred ground with dead bodies. They haven't gone into I do that figure detail. it out. I'll be sure to report back. If it was a blood smear, do you think Lewis still would have buried her? Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I think so. Only one way to find out. He would have sewn <laughs> half a like doll body to her and made her like some freak of nature. Like Are we concerned with the logistics of embalming and making <laughs> a dead body prepared for a funeral and then burying they, that? They take out a lot of organs. So. Because she was prepped. Church was not she prepped. She was prepped. That's a good point. That's where I'm kind of hazy on the book, because I feel like in the book they hadn't buried Gage yet, but I don't remember. They, they they did, because there's a whole chapter of him sneaking into the cemetery okay. and right. getting his tools over. It's like a big production to actually well, grave I guess rob. the power of love is more powerful than the power of science. <laughs> yeah. power of demons. I suppose so. Huey Lewis than you said, the power of love. I'm going to tweet Stephen King later tonight. <laughs> Number two. But I think there must be some MPAA stuff around like violence to children, because in other parts, of this, movie, yeah, other parts is. of this movie, they do not shy away from showing you some really gross-ass shit, but yeah, this was really lame. There's certain you just see like her was foot. Was R, or was this... It's had to be R. Yeah, yeah it's rated R. Let's it's rated doing R. the whirlwind thing with his dick. That, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> Wait, what hard, that hard was R. Yeah. Were you staring at the back of Garrett's head imagining oh, things that's again? that's probably what I saw. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, well, they, was it was the, the whole, like, the gory kill of the guy at the beginning the, at the campus. Right. That Dude, was, that was so, they, they they zoomed into the wound. I was like, <laughs> good God. That I, was the goriest part of the meanwhile, film. Meanwhile, we're like, I was, the about was about to start eating, too. Shout out to Draft House Chicken Strips again. Um, P.O. Box us those chicken strips. <laughs> Hashtag give us them strips. We're like, um, we're like, they showed us the brain, but we also want to see dead nine-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see the nine-year-old have a substantial damage more than just basically, like, bruising her shin. Like the the kid looked like she had just been like knocked off her bike. I was just like, you just got hit by a tanker truck. Like mm-hmm. I want like at least her covered in blood. You don't have to show me like missing facial like parts, but just I'm guessing cover- based on the staples of back of her head, it split her head open. It had to have done something because the mom didn't even make it all the way. She like collapsed like two thirds of the way. Her hands were covered in blood. I'm like, where'd that blood come from? Because it's not on the kid. So uh, at any point, if I get more gruesome violence against children, please, Stephen King. I did not pay twelve bucks to not see a dead kid. All right. I'd also like to see what happened with the trucker. I mean, he had to go to jail. Oh, he's going. He's in shock. He wouldn't go to jail. Absolutely involuntary manslaughter. Well, he was definitely speeding. There's no way the fucking speed limit on that road is 55 or 65 or 80. It's a (laughs) residential, one-way residential road. This is Maine. We don't know. (laughs) Right? All of our our Maine listeners, give us a shout-out. How fast do you guys drive? okay, realistically. We're all all grown-ups. We've all driven (laughs) on these kind of roads. It's probably a 45-mile-an-hour zone. Yeah. Pet Cemetery 2, the story of truck driver Stu. Right. I'd like to know, yeah, let me get the traffic laws, because, you know, there's a lot of... (laughs) It's a Law and Order episode on that. <laughs> it's literally going to star Marissa dun, dun. Tomei, and they're yes. going to be in a courthouse. <laughs> it's kill every one of my you. cousin's truck driver Stu. My, my cousin, <laughs> my dead cousin yeah. Vinny. We uh, we're not good on titles. We'll punch the script up. You'll have to come up with your own yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. You bring us the story. We make it better. That's what we do. Uh, I really um, want to see a Law and Order episode now. Yes, it would definitely at least be involuntary manslaughter, though. Oh, yeah. Vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> So one of the changes I'm on board with that they made is 1989 movie made Lewis a terrible, neglectful father. Because when Gage gets hit Wait, by the that's car, the difference in this movie. <laughs> well, yeah, because it didn't seem so much uh, his fault because he had the blindfold on. Sure. Uh, in the original one, they were all flying kites and, yeah. they, and they're just looking at each other like, "Aren't we having fun?" And old kids <laughs> like running straight to Dude, the street. In the original, 
Gage must be like a little proto Usain Bolt. He fucking outruns a full grown adult. Yeah. Well, in yeah, this movie, true. Ellie's kicking the shit out of a grown man. I mean, that's let's let's go ahead and get to where like the kid gets buried and comes back because Ellie comes back, and this is where it gets really weird for me. Right, and so not the, just because like they resurrected a kid, but just like it gets really weird. The it's, mother and Gage go to stay with the grandparents, and then the dad is dealing with the the death of his daughter. And he's not dealing very well with it. Right. <laughs> Real quick side note, I have a note down here. I was all like, hey, at least you'll never forget that day because it's the day your kid was born and got killed. Oh. So <laughs> it's like having Ooh. like your anniversary on the same day as like your wedding, you know? Happy like, death day. I guess that is what oh. it is. <laughs> Lewis decides to bury Elle or Ellie. Rebury. He digs Rebury, her up. You're right. Yeah, he digs her up and then buries in the pet cemetery. In the yes. Jewish cemetery. After, yes. dr- after, <laughs> after drugging Judd, who gets straight up roofied by a fire. And, and I love how much blame he's putting on Judd. He's like, this is all your fault, dude. Right. The, and that's absolutely true. No, it's not. Lewis cannot accept consequences for his actions. Well, it no, is he, true to a because degree. Because Judd didn't tell him what was going to happen. He even asked him, was like, this is just a standard burial, right, yeah, Judd? And cat, Judd's like, uh-huh. Sure, it's Judd's fault for the cat. But after that, the rest is Lewis's okay, fault. Let's say they're both to blame. No, <laughs> it's they, do, they do say that it has a pull of making people like redo stuff, which yeah. also begs right. the question of like, maybe that's why Judd had to get him to bury the cat. Maybe he had the pull of like, I got to oh, keep right. this going. So maybe the woods was like making Judd this, like, tell him the secret, bro. Right. This is a lot more clear in the book, but even yeah. in the movie, it'd okay. be like, hey, that house over there, that's the crack house. And then Lewis is like, now I'm taking crack. Thanks a lot, Judd. <laughs> you can you show me where crack th- for four bucks. A- no, yeah. no, no, no. Here's how here's how your analogy works. Price on crack. Judd yeah. gives him his first hit of crack, and then goes, "There's the crack house." And he's like, "Well, shit. You know, one time can do you in, right?" And Wait, now I'm addicted. But it'd be like if he took his first. Okay, we're really stretching this analogy here. <laughs> Which is not true, audience. You can do no. as much crack as you want. For yeah, you're crack, dude. Crack used to be whack, but it's in the 80s anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, John hands him the pipe, lights it up, and says, smoke it. Oh yeah, God. and then he has a complete meltdown. And is like, I'm going to try again. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just the tipped him, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, he digs up L after, like, roofing uh, Judd, takes her to the pet cemetery, which... The the deadfall he has to climb over is a huge, massive, wooden, like, mm-hmm. death Bramble. trap. Yeah, he gets a kid over that somehow. So yeah. he gets in them. the book. They describe like it becomes easier when they want you to when it wants you to cross. They make it seem more like you're going to another world. Yeah, for sure. In the book, and there was some of that in the beginning with like the visions he was having. I was yeah. like, oh, they're really helping him kind of like do this. But you don't get that in this scene. Are so you anyway, saying like it's like a Moses parts the Red Sea type thing? No, I Not think it quite. just sudden like. They don't do. They don't describe how it's easier, but he just notes like he just knows exactly where to put his hands. There's where a to rope put and pulley system where they want you to get in there. <laughs> Judd said that he's. A, I, he goes. I know exactly where to put my hands yeah. and feet crawling up this thing. I think the thing like teaches you like mm. how to crawl There's up. There's a stuff. seminar you can go to. You know <laughs> yeah. to make it easier. It's really weird. And like in the book, the swamp that we're making fun of, they describe it even as like it's like a fucking goosebump swamp. Like yeah, it's like what is it's, the Everglades? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was actually really creepy. The first time we see that swamp, though, like you see like Judd's feet walk through it and there's like bones yeah. of like dead whatever like in this area which kind of made me think like it's the swamp from fucking lord of the rings um <laughs> yeah. you know like it was a great battle here and this is why the land's sour and i was like okay so yeah, yeah. congratulations king you just ripped off tolkien but um <laughs> the dead water with the bodies under the water yeah, exactly and everybody's ripped sour, off nothing grows there but anyway so he buries the kid the kid comes back like he, the kid comes back right away like by the time yeah. he gets home he's all like he gets in sits down and it's like Oh, dead kid's back. He goes outside. That door is creaking going. Yeah, how did like, she get in? 
Did he leave the door unlocked? Because that seems like a yeah, bad Yeah, he didn't well, he did, because away. he laid out her clothes. He's like, True. she'll be back. He probably left the door open. Yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, but yeah. the door's like squeaking. The first thing I thought, I was like, there would not be a single door in my country house that was not oiled like a <laughs> yeah. Greek wrestler. I was like, that shit would be so silent. But it's I'm, your alarm system. Fuck that noise. I hear a door <laughs> when creaking. When the dead kids come in. I hear a door creaking. I'm already on edge. Yeah. Realistically, <laughs> that'd be so annoying if every, that's his front door. Every time he left the front door, it's like, creak. <laughs> Or the you wind would fix or that immediately. I mean, yeah. I still have a closet door that creaks like a motherfucker. Bro, you get some I'm w- lazy. WD forty. You just, just spray it in the hinges. Spray it down. Problem solved. A little Crisco, whatever you got, man. <laughs> Crisco. <laughs> Spit on it, bro. If you I want, don't think if those you want work. ants, you could use Crisco. <laughs> Listen, Tim Taylor. I don't think that's gonna work, Tim Taylor. <laughs> so, um, do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. <laughs> so the kid comes back, and then he puts her in a bath, and is like getting her clean because unlike the cat, they're like, we should wash this thing. <laughs> um, combing the hair and the hair's getting ripped out and he sees the staples in the back of her head. And that's when you kind of get the thing like, oh, they don't come back like healthy. They just come mm-hmm. back like as they were. I was thinking that, I don't know, when the cat came back looking all fucked up. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I got that too, but it was just like, it was real obvious with the kid. And Ellie only had a lazy eye from the uh, the truck impact. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And she, staples in the like back I said, of she the got head. knocked off her bike. And a um, right. couple couple stitches should be fine in the morning. And then, then she goes and gets put in bed, and she's like, I'm dead, aren't I? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We're still not going to talk about this because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, again. But he just, must have, like, PTSD or something. Like, oh, he, yeah. He's, he's got all sorts of crazy he's shit He's devolved into a very different character than the beginning of the movie. So here's another question I have for you now that we're at this scene. Do tell. You're saying that the demon inhabits the body, but she's, she's like, it was all black, and now I'm here. And then she's like, am I dead? Like, if it was a demon, wouldn't the demon be like, oh. I'm back, baby. <laughs> you brought me back into the world. I've been I, waiting to do this. Yeah. You know, I mean, that I kind know, of thing. They, it seems to be hit or miss because it, it is exactly like that when she goes and kills Jed. No, I think she just knows that he's going to, like, rat her out. Like, basically, like, like it belongs dead. Right. Also, and then she's like, yeah, Snitches. you know, she's like, I'm going to take this old motherfucker out before so he she's, puts a damper on my plan. She's, she's feeling him out? I oh, think yeah. she's oh, needling. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Because, so... He sleeps in the bed with his dead daughter, which, God, it's so weird. Such a weird scene. Um, I was cackling. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, don't. And then she like lays and puts her head on his it's chest. I'm like, this is I too- think to oh answer your undead question. Undead daughter. Undead yes. daughter, yeah. I think, like, guarantee she was needling him. She knew that these questions were making him uncomfortable oh, and yeah, was yeah, playing yeah. the, oh, my dad, like... Hmm. Fucking with him. Once she, okay. she goes, am I dead? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. She clearly was like, okay, I'm dead. Fuck this dude. Let's go. <laughs> and um, so then the next day, um, the mom is trying to come back because she has at her grandparents' house has a whole like scene with Zelda and the dead sister craziness. So she freaks it's one out. One of the best scenes in the movie. It was really mm-hmm. good. Scene, that one I really but liked. But I totally was like, you know, like I have to go back and get my husband now. Well, because dead Timmy tells her to. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Victor. so Victor, unclear Victor. in this movie. In the in the fucking eighty nine movie, he like shows up next to her passenger seat, like they're trying to make you leave, and then she just she's yeah. Uh, that it was fucking very movie, very man. vague this time around yeah. with with the with the Victor character. So she the just ghost. decides. Like, it feels like she just decides. Like I need to go back there. She does. She just kind of decides to go back there. She's well, he's stuck not in answering traffic. his phone. Remember, she's stuck in traffic right. and like and that's right outside the dairy of dairy sign. <laughs> And then, um, then she calls Judge. Do you She's think like, it was it related traffic? Is this movie happening at the same time? I was time? waiting for that when they were talking about what happened on the radio. It was like uh, two two people in an accident. Yeah. I was like, it's like, mm. is that related from like it too that we haven't seen yet? That would be dope. Oh, it is modern times now, yeah. right? Oh shit! I bet that's a tie. I bet some fucking writers like, yo, check this shit out, boys. Bam! Cinematic. Kiss my yes. ass later. Important piece of information. They should have tied red balloons to twenty miles from Derry. Does sign. Paramount make oh, the it awesome. movies? 
That would be cool. Does Paramount make the It movies? Does Paramount put out this movie? Yeah, Paramount put out this movie. If Paramount didn't make It, then we're about to all be very disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) While while Mark's looking that up, so basically she's on her way back. She calls Judd and she's like, homeboy's not answering. Can you go check on him? He's like, oh my God. Yeah, we totally passed out drinking last (laughs) night. I'll go check on him. Goes next door and then um, Elliot, wait, Elliot? Lewis. (laughs) Lewis. <laughs> Lewis is um, E.T. We yeah, that's, what, that's where I went. I was like, he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, no, everything's cool. You passed out. You, you, you fell asleep. And he's like, uh-huh. And that's when Judd sees his hand all kind of bloody and fucked up. And he's like, what have you been up to, boy? And he's like, uh, I got to go. I'm waiting for a call from my wife and I don't want to miss it, which is the big like moment where uh, Judd knows like, OK, that's bullshit because he's been trying to call you and you haven't been answering. And then at this point, the little girl, well, he, Ellie, yeah. hears like this conversation just like, like killer he's like if you've done something stupid you can still undo it yeah he's like it's not too late to undo it then she goes upstairs watches like judd walk back to his house judd turns around sees her in the window and kind of gives her this look of like oh you fucking little son of a bitch you're alive and freaks out and then the kid's like okay the jig is up you know cheese it it's the fuzz right so she's like <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go take this old man out before he fucks up my plans time to tie up them loose yeah. ends it is shitty because it doesn't Judd's actions don't make a lot of sense because you don't get his backstory. Like, so I guess if he's just, you're just supposed to assume, oh, he's just anti-zombie, but he's so like freaked out about it because he's seen this happen before. Another, he's seen another human being come back. See, we never knew that. We knew that that wasn't in the 89 movie either. No, it wasn't. Interesting. But it was in the book. The only thing they say is like, she's dead now. Talking about his wife. Right. To Ellie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the only line which we hear he, about. Which it. Doesn't it someone hang life. themselves in the '89 movie too? Very early on. Yes, there's yeah. a there's yeah. like a, a house caretaker that yeah. comes by and cleans their home and ends up hanging herself. Yeah, and that kind of springs more questions for Elliot about, about death. death. Yep, that I think completely that completely omitted here. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, side note: It was made by uh, it was distributed by Warner Brothers, made by New Line. Oh, yeah. so okay. No, no shared universe. Damn, it, it, it can still share universe. Look. If, if <laughs> New Line and whatever came together for Lord if of the Marvel Rings. Marvel and Sony can do the Spidermans. There you go. Yeah. If, if it if only John took Spiderman, them six tries. <laughs> yeah. If John Spiderman can exist in a world where Tony Stark exists, anything's possible, boys. <laughs> um, so anyway, basically, Ellie's like, all right, I'm going to fuck up this old man because he's going to like ruin everything. So she goes over to the house. We get a whole scene where um, I don't Judd understand is- how she beat him there. She's crazy fast. She yeah, must he, have special powers. You get true. Also, at the end where, <laughs> where Judd's about to die, like he suddenly becomes much older. Like before, you see him climbing shit and walking just fine. And then when he no, leaves the house, he's like, "Oh, ooh, I'm winded." He's also I think, I think he's just freaked out. True, yeah. I forgot about he the hangover. He also still have some of the drug in his yep. system. Yeah. Right. He might still be a little bit. Yeah, he might be a little bit roofied. Too bad he didn't watch. Have the, you been roofied? Come no, on, it's not easy to come back from. Too bad he didn't watch the Halloween movie and know to close the doors when he's done. And checking rooms. Yeah. But pro anyway, tip. So he's not, he's not Lori Strode. Okay? No. Yeah, obviously he's, he's going through his house <laughs> looking like, cause he, he hears something. He's like, okay, the kid knows the kid's out to get me. He hears a noise upstairs. If we go upstairs, we see a camera angle from underneath the bed, which is very reminiscent of the first one where we're like, okay, he's about to get his like Achilles tendon. Slash. Unless you yeah. saw the trailer. Du- director, <laughs> director is setting you up for the original 1989 yeah. Achilles cut. And then John Lithgow kicks the bed, like thinks there's going to be something under it. And you're like, oh, that was a good surprise. Like, oh, they, they called it. That's awesome. Yes. I think that was a great way to subvert expectations. Yes, that was perfect. I like that and then he's one. walking down the stairs and gets that shit cut anyway. Gets Excuse it fucking me. stabbed through and sliced out. And then he falls down the stairs. That is actually one of my like biggest, like when Ooh. you want to, you, you want to make me like fear a death, 
cut that Achilles tendon, and I'm just like, every time, it's like, I'm out. I'm yeah. out so much. Just watching a foot fold forward as it shouldn't yeah. is very off-putting. Oh, yeah. Yep. Especially since that thing, like, rolls up in your leg. Ugh, anyway. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> then he gets his ass kicked, and oh, yeah, well, then his then Ellie turns into his wife. Yes, okay, so, like, you mentioned in the book mm-hmm. that, like, did he kill her? No. Okay, she died, and then he re-brought her back to life. No. No. He... No. She did on her, I think, or something like that. It's not he did she died and just dies. Like he doesn't bring her back. Um because she said she said, You, you, you put me in this place or something like that, and now you're gonna join me too. And I was like, Did he put her? Did he bury her? No, I think he was just fucking like she was just fucking with him. Like, oh, I'm in hell, your wife's in hell, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like demon like, rules. Yeah. Just, they got them, they want to upset you, you know. Okay, so I guess basically the, the premise of this movie is like, there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's just a shit place to go when you die. End of hell story. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's no you're you're always gonna get the you're, with life. There's always the bad ending. Is yeah. dead better? I don't know. Ask John. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, that's like the Greek uh, afterlife, ancient Greece. There was no heaven or hell. You just went to a shitty plane where you moped around for all eternity. That's so true. And at this point, while she's over killing John Lithgow. That's when the wife and the kid, Gage. Why did she Gage, bring Gage? Why would you bring your little child <laughs> yeah. back with you to a place that you did not know? Like, maybe she was scared for the kid to be there by herself because the kid was seeing shit. And yeah, but she, she doesn't know what the, she's bringing that kid into, and she's just obviously hindering herself, as we see. You're staying with the grandparents. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, you know, you're you're safe with the grand grandparents usually. You know, you're getting like to stay up late, get ice cream when you're not supposed which to. That, grandparents have cable. I yeah. didn't. Yeah. It was great to go to the grandparents. To be fair, I saw a lot of scary movies on HBO of staying at my grandparents' house that I probably should not have seen. Because really they went to di- they went to bed after Lubies. Oh, right. they went like to bed super early. 5 30. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm still watch TV. And it was like, oh, so that's a tit. But yeah, so she brings the kid back and then she's in there and he's like, oh, I didn't have enough time yet with her. And she's like, what do you mean? And then the Ellie comes back in. <laughs> What's going on? I wasn't ready to say goodbye to her. She's scaring me. Just tell me what you're talking about. It's my fault she died. I had to bring her back. <laughs> There's a place rage deep in the woods. Beyond the pet cemetery. It brings things back. Are you happy, mommy? <laughs> And then the Ellie comes back in and is walking up. She's like, oh, hi, mommy. And like gives her a hug. And the mom's just like, nope, I'm having nothing to do with this. It's a perfect response Fair to this whole thing. Yeah. She doesn't want me here. No, 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 no. Mommy just needs time. It's okay. I don't want her here either. The only like realistic reaction in this movie. Like, what but the this fuck? was something I appreciated. And this did not happen in the first one as far as I can remember. Not at all. Um, the, the dad, dad is the dad very the much wife. on board with this now. He's like, he's like, give her a hug. You know, like he's like, he seems like he's drunk the Kool-Aid and he's like, no, no, it's not the same, but trust me, it's still our oh, girl. Well, like, they never interact in the original movie. She goes right. to Judd's house and dies there. Mm. Yeah. He never sees her alive again once she leaves. Oh, okay. And they okay. find her dead and then she comes back undead at the end of the, and that's how that one wraps up. Right. But yeah. Um, I was going to ask you guys what you thought of this um, kind of interaction now between the, the husband and wife. I thought it was very good. I loved good. it. I thought it was really yeah, it impactful. Um, compared to the, the original. End, it, it made the better. end much more like me like, okay, I get it. Now I understand why there's that adversarial like thing between the two mm-hmm. because he's suddenly on board for this like dead daughter thing. Right. And I get, John, you're saying that now 
Ellie's kind of taken the limelight of this whole thing. Oh, I hate the ending of this movie. Oh, she became like a, it, a 35 year old man is like, okay, so let me tell you what's going on here. It was like, like her line readings were way too adult. Mom doesn't want well, me here. Because I don't want her here either. A, she's that's the demon. That's, yeah, the, that's the it's demon. yeah. But is it though? I just thought she yeah. basically became like more monstrous because then she like wants. Well, she's family. dead. There is no more Ellie. It is just this demon trying to bring other demons with it. Ellie's gone. She when she got hit by that truck, that was the end of nine year old Ellie. So now is it a got, demon cat inside a church, or is it a, like yeah. a full like adult human demon who's like inside a church now? Well, I don't think they're human demons. I think they're just demons. <laughs> okay, well you know what I'm saying, like a humanoid type. I demon. am a human demon. They shockingly <laughs> did not get into that level of detail in okay. the movies or the book. Uh, the types of demons that possess each thing. Thanks, but. King, for your five thousand pages of. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. No, so he, he explains it in the book for 5,000 pages. That's the difference. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, I, I actually liked it. I thought it, it made sense for the dad to be like, I've gone through all this. I'm mentally in the place where I'm willing to do all this. I'm committed to the dead daughter thing. It's, it's a, like, but I love the mom was just time. Yeah, some yeah, cost like, fallacy. I've got a cost, some yeah. cost fallacy. <laughs> Look, I already unburied her and buried her <laughs> yeah, again. Do you know how she hard it was? Daughter, daughter. I put in a lot of effort <laughs> to bring your daughter back from the grave. Just accept it. Let's this move is on. the I've thanks I get. Like, I've listened to Freakonomics. Yeah. This is wrong. Yeah. It's, but anyway, so, okay. I do not remember the ending of the first movie. Is the, the ending of this movie the same? No, it's no. so much worse. Because gay, the, the t- <laughs> I don't know about that. It's the, so, the 89 is worse. No, this movie really? way worse fight, than 89. Fight, okay. fight, yes. fight. Okay, so in the 89, in the 89 Mark's film. Mark's got his beer strength. <laughs> time for 42. <laughs> yeah. Number 42, coming up. Oh, the meaning I've, of I've life beer. Um, the, obviously, the toddler kid is the one who's the demon in the 89 one. Right. That part. So now we have shit, terrible, terrible 80 yard baby kid demon voice. As they toss around a doll. Wait, hold on. Let's make sure we're going to argue the same point. The <laughs> quality of the filming, acting, execution of this ending, the 2019 ending, way better. From a story point, I'm this story, story point. point is much weaker. Uh, the 89 ending. Uh, yeah, execution-wise, oh boy, that was some made-for-TV shit. <laughs> Watching a grown man struggle with a toddler-sized doll, it was just so fucking funny. It's comical. Yeah. How the 89 one end? Um, Comically. Yeah, they, the uh, dad kills the kid with a syringe of mm-hmm. death juice. Okay, I remember that. He yeah. basically put the, put and the then, animals down. And then dead wife walks in missing an eye, and they kiss, and her eye oozes goo. Wait, they kiss? Yeah. So he's cool with killing his dead kid, but he's okay he, with his dead wife. He, he, he dragged her body up there, brought her right. back, and then Because he thinks if he buries him faster, this won't happen again. Right. And as they're kissing, she picks up a knife. Credits. Right. And oh, then God. the book ends almost exactly the same way. He's He buries his wife. He's sitting there drinking tea or some shit, coffee, and then she says, darling, and then the book ends. That's like the last word of the book. Oh, Oops. God. Fucking Stephen King. No, dude. I like that ending because it shows that he can't, that the husband, uh, Fuck with I can't. We were literally Lewis. Lewis. Why is his name so forgettable? It's not. I've been saying it the whole time. (laughs) Lou can't learn, right? And he's incapable of grieving. This is a story of a man who doesn't know how to grieve and let go. And we lose that. Weird, because he puts it all on her in the first part of this movie. Like you got to learn to like deal with death and let go. He's projecting. See, it's the but see, in the 2019, I don't think that he has that problem. In 2019, I think that he's just kind of like I got to fix these mistakes. There is no problem in 2019. 
I feel like he's trying to like you know compensate for bad decision making. But that's what he's saying. That's yeah. what he wanted out of this, and they, this they pulled that out of the movie. Right. I, it's not I, the story of a person. It is it is a generic. Ultimately, it's a generic so demon the concept, story. The concept. I see what you're saying, but but in this movie, what happens is is he goes to the the, the mom gets killed by the daughter. Ellie kills the mom as. Like he's she's dropping the young son Gage yeah, into the they're car. They're evacuating Gage out of the yeah. house. Dad, yeah. Lewis goes and locks Gage in the car and says, "Don't open this for anybody. I'll be back." Gage is like back. five. Like he's gonna yeah. fucking know what that means. At this point, <laughs> he runs back to the window. Ellie has killed the mom upstairs, and she's like, you know, like fuck you. You're not my daughter. And then <laughs> Lewis goes upstairs. And he's like, oh, my God, are you okay, baby? And then he gets clocked in the back of the head. Well, she goes, don't let her bury me there. No, he tells him not to bury me. Don't Don't bury me there. Because she knows that he's a fucking punk and can't deal with grief, right? (laughs) And it's sad, but he... He can't deal. And then so then like at that point he gets not he gets knocked out by a fucking nine year old little girl because you know big toughy. Yeah. And then, they do show her they, seemingly to have like not super strength but un- supernatural strength because she seems un- book. that in seems book, unrealistic considering strength. like they haven't done anything else to like show they have. No, any she kind fucks of, like, up that door. She pushes that whole dresser. It takes yeah. her a while. But well, she's, she's like slamming her whole body against it. Yeah, but, but if yeah. you're like a you know what, 80 pound girl normally. Like. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm not arguing the semantics of an 80 pound girl. Okay. So anyway, like the, the daughter Ellie is dragging the mom to go bury her at this point. Cause she says we can be a family again mm-hmm. and then drags the mom. And then Lewis, um, leaves his child in attacks, the car. attacks yeah. his, <laughs> yeah, he goes, make sure the little kid's still there. Like, okay, cool. My baby's still safe. Locked Windows in this rolled car. up. You're locked in. Great. I'm gonna run goes away. to the pet cemetery, <laughs> ends up fighting Ellie where Ellie's like, it's a, it's a battle of the wits at this point. They, they're going hand to hand combat and he's losing to this small child. Well, she surprises him and stabs him. And then he, which like, is fair. That's like, how, a, <laughs> that's how I think if you're in a weaker position, that's how you'd want to do it. He gets stabbed. Right. Yeah. Cause it's like they, she's using the terrain and the fog to her advantage is not straight up a strength as a, as a combat veteran does um, well she's a demon so, they both flex at each other a little bit it's they the fucking, square each other down predator handshake like <laughs> yeah. dealing you son of a bitch yeah, yeah. Um, and so basically he's about to like shovel the kid's head off and I was like oh shit they're gonna finally show this this is crazy it's gonna happen and no, he gets stabbed through the back by his dead, resurrected wife, who evidently the the daughter like buried in time, and then cut back to the little kid in the car, seeing his dead family walk back up, and then the cat jumps on the hood, and I was like, the cat's the mastermind, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> they were chanting, "One of us, one <laughs> of us." And then, like, he goes and, like, puts his hand on the door and then, like, what, roll the credits then? Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty much the end. It's a sequel ending. That's what that one is. I don't think they're going to do a sequel. Dude, this totally opens it up to the Pet Cemetery verse. Was the director already talked about the idea of doing a prequel, an idea of doing a movie more about the, was it the Wendigo, Mandingo, whatever the fuck? Wendigo. Did you say Mandingo? (laughs) I did, Christ, John. You got to bleep that out. Yeah. John, you've been hanging around these guys too much. I know, it's rubbing off. (laughs) But, um... It's a, I think it's a weaker ending. It takes away the story of the grief and like of a man incapable of dealing with grief, which I thought is what elevated the book Pet Cemetery and made it so dark versus just a generic zombie movie. Well, let me pose this to you because this is what I thought would have made the ending better in my personal opinion. Wouldn't it have been better to basically have him get stabbed with the pole through the, like, the chest in the cemetery and then realize that it's the mom who just basically did that and then cut then or have the whole scene where they come back and like meet Gage. 
I, like I think, the re- I, the reveal that like right. like oh the family's the dead family's going to get its way I without think, actually yeah. having to see the whole like we're right. going to be a happy family of dead people. I think anything that takes away from Lewis burying Rachel in the pet cemetery, I would not have enjoyed. I think that is a key character moment to that character. Um, when he does it, regardless of what she said. Right. And like, it could have been, they could have made it, him bury her, her stabbed him. And then he buries her there or she buries him there. You know, they could have got to this less good ending and still kept yeah. that, that grief journey for Lewis. But it is what it is. I suppose. If I were to change the ending, I would have had judge show up dead too. Who would have buried him though? They would have. Why? Why not have an extra demon? But they don't, they're not, demon he's not, neighbor, he's not family. Demon neighbor. Who cares? With John Lithgow. What's the point of these demons? Why wouldn't they want more of them? I would love a yeah. sitcom with this family. That's actually a really great question. They don't go into the motivation of these demons at all. Well, that's the thing is, the thing is also like she comes back and doesn't have the desire to kill until like she realizes that John Lithgow is going to basically like mm, rat him out. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know that though, because we know that she's needling. We know that then she wakes up and she's destructive. Yeah. Um, but so. destructive is not murderous. Fair, I but punched I punched a hole through the wall. I've never punched a hole through someone's face. I think the implication was, you know, she's had a, the she the need to kill wasn't there yet, but the moment the need arise, it didn't even like you she think, didn't have you, two you, thoughts. You think about, it's murder puberty? Well, no, I think it's a you know she she's not killing for sport. She's killing when she needs to. It's almost like she's soulless, and the idea of not killing isn't even a thought right. that crosses her mind. Right, killing oh, is just right. a tool in her tool chest to get whatever I get her end game is. So to the same degree, it's like why not just bring back everybody that's dead and make Great them question. like me right one See, of us because this is a shitty ending that opened that plot hole <laughs> <laughs> but they and did the same thing in the first to... one and that's not really they don't explain that in the first well, one in either. the first one the demons aren't burying each other yeah they aren't to be fair yeah he buried his wife and then that's how it ends she He's, comes back and they kiss he can't deal with grief in the in the original wait but don't you have to be the one don't you have to be grieving to bury someone and have them come yep, back they they broke their own rules. yeah they completely ignored that shit oh Uh-oh. shit because they don't Uh-oh. give a fuck that the dad's dead Hollywood at that point send it to grave yeah. talk at grave talk yeah it doesn't box. make any sense why a demon would be able to bury yeah because it doesn't <sighs> See if they resurrected Judd, he could explain that to us through <laughs> yeah. his text of like dead well, books. Yeah, you know, John Lithgow will live forever. <laughs> the end. We just killed the mood. <laughs> <laughs> we just buried. Well, that. the end I, is I, just so. So I, I think bleh. I think what's funny is uh, it, this is a fun like ending. I will say it's a really fun ending because I was like, this is great. I was it wasn't happy. a happy ending, which I was happy about. Sure, agreed. Uh, and yeah. neither neither ending in any of those uh, fair. Yeah, are, yeah, are happy. But I was also like, this is hilarious. Uh, with that said, I think what John's getting at is that this is more of a surface level ending where it's like it's a lot more fun to watch. It's a lot more interesting to watch than like the whole thing from the original. Where the original was like, yeah, this guy can't deal with grief, so there's a little bit more subtext to it, which is a big important thing for Stephen King stuff where like subtext is a thing. That's right. why he spends 20 pages describing where the ambulance was because <laughs> it's the subtext is important and right. it's annoying, but yeah. it is important in his story to like know these little details. Um with that said, it is fun. That's kind of why I like this more than the movie for sure. Um, maybe even more than the book, just because it's surface level. I enjoyed it more. I'll agree with that. It is a fun ending, and it was unexpected. I yes. did not expect this ending. at all. So you are John. You are definitely coming at this as like I read the book, and it's not as good as the book. <laughs> true, that's yeah. true. You know, but I also don't think it's as good as the '89 movie. So. Well, to take us out, I have a Stephen King question. Okay. In his books, 
Do other books reference other things that happen in other books? Like, do the people in Derry be like, remember that thing with the dead fucking kid that killed all those people? That was crazy shit. Not, not that on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, not that on the nose at all. But yes. Do you remember that pet cemetery? Available now. <laughs> I just hired a clown. His name is Pennywise. He's coming to your birthday. But yeah, there are like passing. References. Oh, that would be great yeah. if Pennywise was the birthday clown for been. her birthday. Uh, Should have been. Just the clown never showed. Well, I got his card and they hold it up. It says Pennywise on it. Yeah. yeah. They hold it up to the camera. <laughs> There's your shared universe right there. Perfect. Um, wow. Okay. So he doesn't. So it's it's made. But I mean, how reference referential does it get? It's passive, but it's not like super like all in the nose like Mark was saying. It's, yeah, it's, and it's, it's mostly passive. in the Dark Tower books. It's not normally like in his more famous like oh there, the stand or whatever. From but, my understanding, at some point in the Dark Towers, they specifically reference Pennywise. They do. Yeah, because he's a like an otherworldly. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's like one of the superpowers like, in thing. there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like a lower powered demon or something. Yeah. Too. And as far as like their interactions between the characters, I don't think there really is that level of like crossing like over. Like has Richie ever run the, into like a survivor right, no, from the Langoliers? I, I don't think so. Like that. Not like that. I was thinking of the turtle, the turtle man. Altuine. That tur- yeah. Altuine is like, you should look up the turtle stuff. The turtle stuff's like fucking It's fucking crazy, weird, man. But it is like referenced pretty hard. That That's was peak cocaine right oh, there. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's, That's the important thing. Is like Stephen King was on a lot of coke when he wrote all this stuff. Hmm. A lot. Well, would you guys recommend this one? Yes. yes. I would, too. It was fun. It's like a popcorn horror movie. I think it's worth going to see at the theater, too. If it was streaming on something, I'd, I'd pop it on occasionally. I don't know if I'd buy it on, like, Blu-ray or anything like that. Yeah, and I don't think it's so much a purchase unless it was, like, a nine ninety nine sale or something <laughs> like that. Then I might pick it up. A nine ninety nine sale? That's, like, full price, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's those, going in the theater? Yeah, three ninety nine. Those are the sales. Two ninety nine. <laughs> okay, Look, sorry. Lower Mark's your sale. got a lot of cash, okay? Apparently, baller over here. Him, I've been waiting for Halloween to drop in price, and it's been at nineteen ninety nine since it released. Just buy that shit already. That movie was amazing. When it's three cents it. off, I will buy it. But anything more than that, oh. Come at me, nine ninety six, nine ninety nine. Too much. His brow with a twenty dollar bill right now. <laughs> yeah. mm. like, mm. I am made of money. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I I would recommend it, but I wouldn't recommend to go to the theater to be honest. Just because I feel like if you're gonna pay like the twelve bucks, there's other movies you could probably go see. What about matinee? Matinee's fine. Yeah, go see a matinee. If you really want to oh, see, matinee's it, go see like matinee. ten bucks now, man. These yeah, prices are getting out of hand. That's not a lot of movie money for you. To Get off fair. my lawn, you kids! Back in my day, a movie cost a nickel, and you got a whole bag of popcorn. I can literally wait till it's nine ninety nine and buy it, and own it forever. I know. At the AMC, the matinee is still like five fifty or some shit, and oh, they have recliners now so and reserved seating. Place. Yeah, snap. So. The chicken strips, man, they got it, bro. <laughs> yeah, they don't they have chicken strips go. at the AMC. Those chicken strip prices, no, don't, don't, yeah, go. Yeah, I don't know if I'm that desperate yet, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say the rat matinee if you really, really want to see it. But if you're going to like go see something on a Friday night, there's probably other things you could see. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying like there's there's certain things of it that I'm like, you're, you're it's not as good as it. And that's what people are going to compare it to. Yeah, I was going to ask true. you guys where you'd rank this on the releases of new Stephen King movies that have been coming out. Gerald's Game, I'd put above this one. Oh, I did like Gerald's Netflix. Game. Yeah. That's not that. Oh, no. I was thinking of okay. I'd say it. it Gerald's <laughs> I was Game and Jerry's Game, the Pixar short. The, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the Stephen King. Like, Pixar yeah. I would agree yeah. with you. And then what was uh, like the one that took place with the farmer in the 20s? Yeah, that one's like the fucking bottom. That one sucks. Oh, I didn't so boring, it. dude. Yeah. 
So this one ranks above that, but yeah, below Gerald's sure. game. But yeah, I'm with you on your rankings. I want someone to remake Maximum Overdrive. It's going to uh, happen, dude. Would, the guys really? who did Crank. The guys who did Crank. I don't, no. I don't have any evidence of this, but the fact that we're now going back through Stephen King catalog, it's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe. That is a Stephen King-directed film, FYI. I know. He, I know yeah. it is, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's only there's only the Crank guys would be fucking balls-of-the-wall crazy enough to make it as like nuts as Stephen King They're going to put it in the Fast and Furious universe. Fast oh, and Furious. Oh, God. That would be gangster, <laughs> I would love bro. if Hobbs and Shaw were in that. <laughs> I would watch that shit legit. Paul Walker in the Pet Cemetery. Would it still be a great... Oh, shit. Snap. They there buried Paul Walker in the pet cemetery, and he's back for more. <laughs> from Max dark. Only now he's the one driving the Green Goblin. Hell That'd yeah. be some dark shit. I'm there on. Sign me up. Send, send grave, grave Please talkers. send your us script. your scripts. We're <laughs> on it. God, I need a money push. Stop. I think we're done. <laughs> All right. If that's going to do it, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.